just to launch this conversation. This is our playground. They have spontaneous conversations. They don't plan this. I mean, there's actually something sort of spiritual about that. What's he do? He's a human being. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a sexist feminist. We should be friends. We are friends. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Rob and Callie Show. My name's Rob Kay. I'm here with my friend Callie Albert. What's up, Callie? Good evening, my dear. That's a spunky little number. You know, that that opens actually growing on me. I know. Just it's, not uh, a minute too soon. No, it, it has for a while now. It's very, very spunky. Yeah, it's some cool music to open the show. So welcome, everybody, to the show. Um want to let you know we're sponsored by nycvideoauditions.com. Yes, we are. We welcome everybody from around the world listening. And I just want to say that I was thinking about this today. It is such an honor to be on the air talking to you and talking to everybody who's listening and in the studio. Just really appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Amen, it's, brother. It's truly an honor. So yeah. this is great. Yeah. And fun, selfishly. Yeah. Yeah. And fun for everybody else. (laughs) Hopefully. It's just fun all around. (laughs) So with that, tonight we're going to talk about when it's time to leave and recognizing maybe when you're in a relationship and it could be any kind of relationship, could be a romantic relationship, maybe a business relationship, maybe just a friend you have. And you're like, you know, I don't know, this kind of isn't working out anymore and I think it's Mm -hmm. time to go. And you're just going to cut your losses and go. Mm -hmm. Or you're like, no, you know, I'm really going to invest a little more energy, time and effort into this and and see if we can get through maybe a tough time or or just sort of just stay in the relationship and and see see what happens from there. Um, I know for myself, I was thinking, you know, in the romantic sense, my last serious relationship in the beginning, we were, were very compatible and um, we just really started to grow together. And it was so easy and natural and effortless. Yeah. And we had so much fun. And then after a couple of years, you know, when you've been through that sort of honeymoon period and you've gone through some serious... The chemicals wear off. Yeah. you know, reality kicks in. Yeah, you're not having sex every day, you know. <laughs> you're kind of like, all right, you know, let's, let's get to some more other things about the relationship, you know, than just having some fun or or having some nice dinners together. And um, it was a really great relationship. And then at the end, you know, I think the last six months, especially, we just started to grow apart. Yeah. And that's what I found. And I was really weighing, you know, is it time to go? Is it time to leave? And um, I wasn't really sure. And I think, I think for me and what I, you know, I guess for all of us, it's whether my needs or my wants are being met, you know, for the most part. And I've always said that, Usually when the pain is outweighing the pleasure, it's time to go. Mm. And at the end of this relationship, I started to feel really lonely in the relationship. And I remember thinking to myself, I'd rather be alone than in a lonely relationship. Yeah, they always say that's sort of the worst kind of loneliness is when you're lonely amongst company. Yeah. Or amidst company, I should say, as opposed to being, you know, lonely and by yourself. Yeah. That's a hard one. I know I felt that plenty of times along the way too. Mm. Yeah. I, um, you look sad for me just now. (laughs) Your expression on your face. There's a genuine moment of like empathy there. 
I have that in me. I don't know if you know that about me. <laughs> it was but just like my, it was as if my whole past the, flooded back and you were sorry for it. The funniest thing, I heard a commercial today on the air and it was like this dude surfer dude or whatever in a commercial <laughs> and he's talking about having feelings and he's like, yeah, it, it felt cool. That's an emotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the romantic, I, I definitely like this topic I know resonates for me and lots of people that I know one, you know, one time of your life or another. And I, um, I'm not sure that I've still have the answer. I mean, I think for me, I like what you said about the pain always the pleasure yeah i think for me the first time i ever really thought about even this theme was you know of several relationships ago maybe 20 you know 15 20 years ago mm-hmm. when i was in a very challenging not healthy relationship but i was extremely attached and very in love at the beginning mm-hmm. um and then a lot of it just was incompatible and not healthy on many many levels i've had those <laughs> <laughs> you in the front <laughs> like let's, let's talk let's talk after the show <laughs> Stick around. We're we'll talk after the show. <laughs> no, I completely lost my. Wait, that happened to you? <laughs> oh my god! Um, we do this show together. That's crazy. Um, I completely lost my. Okay, so the, the, no, the relationship right. was unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. No, that part right. I remember. All right. Um, but I remember thinking to myself because I really struggled. I remember even taking myself, like ex- extricating myself. At, we were living together out of my um, home, mm-hmm. moving in with a girlfriend because it was in real crisis mode. It was just not happy, happy or healthy. Getting myself into therapy and thinking to myself, I know I need to cut my losses, but have I done enough work? Like, could I walk away? Around, even though I knew there was more pain than pleasure in that time, in, in the period that you know I was trying to sort all this out. Yeah, um, there was still a larger part of me that thought have I done everything that I can to honor myself are the space between us and this other person mm-hmm. and it took a lot longer than now looking back I wish it had but I needed to do that I wasn't ready to cut losses you know I've had other ones too where I've been in relationships where I knew that I wanted to leave and I didn't have the cojones or there were a few events or holidays coming up to be honest you know I'm not proud of that now yeah. um, where the timing just didn't seem right and I could have probably spared the other person pain by walking away faster yeah. You know, so there's so many variables to it. It's hard to know what that line of demarcation is. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if you really care as a caring person and you really don't want to hurt their feelings, you know, if you're the one to end the relationship or I remember in college, a friend and me used to have an expression. We hate breakup days where if we were dating a girl and we felt like it wasn't going to work out and we had to have that breakup conversation, it wasn't something we were looking forward to. And in this particular relationship that I talked about, at the beginning of the show, um, I knew it was going to be a tough breakup, yeah. just in the sense it'd be so emotional. And we spent so much time together. And um, it was. It was tough. And there was a period of mourning afterwards. And we didn't really talk for six months. And we'd just see each other at a wedding for friends of ours and, you know, be cordial. And, um, yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, you know, eventually kind of work through that to where we could be friends. But it is interesting. I, th- I think it's so fascinating just in general how you meet somebody, you have all this physical chemistry, you have all this excitement, and you're in that honeymoon period. Then you start to get, you know, after six months, you get into right, some get re- real. real stuff, real feelings, real fears, real insecurities. I remember I had a conversation with her where I just said, yeah, I'm afraid. Yeah, I've been hurt. I don't want to get too close. I'm not good at this. And um, I remember we had a conversation, and then the next morning I was walking to the train and she had left me a message and she said I'm not afraid I'm really not afraid and it just kind of calmed me down like yeah I'm gonna sit still in this and that was in the beginning so we had laid that foundation for a good relationship and then eventually it just kind of ran its course 
But you felt like you had the safe space to have that conversation when you felt like it had run its course. Yeah, but I got to tell you, it still it's sucked. still it always sucks. It's, it's oh never fun and or easy to, to see anyone crying, you know, right. and, and yeah, it's yeah. just it, it's tough. And it's also, again, there's there's honoring the other person and depending on the dynamic of your relationship. And then there's also just your own self-preservation, especially if it's not honoring you and it's not healthy or it's not bringing out the best in you. And I can't, I really don't know that I could count right now on, two, well, maybe on two hands, the amount of people that I know um, that are, you know, that have been in relationships or stuck in things for really long periods of time yeah. where I'm you know, thinking of one friend who I met almost 20 years ago. And the first thing he told me about was his un healthy unhappy marriage and he's only now leaving him leaving it Mm -hmm. um and i you know and there's a lot of kids involved and you know i mean everybody's got their own story it's not an easy thing to do yeah um but what is that point how far do you go i mean i think for me um i always call it like the little man that's knocking inside of me like my little Mm -hmm. truth serum my inner voice Mm -hmm. that's telling me what something's right or when it's not and it's just a matter of listening to it and giving it space to have the you know the, kind of the cojones again to really honor it even if it means um discomfort or fear or leaving something comfortable or familiar i mean it's you know it's not a clean easy thing yeah but i think as long as you feel like you've done as much as you can even if you can't you know and you can't encourage that from the other person because we're all on our own separate rides and relationships right yeah yes yeah. that's i think as far as one can go yeah, it's true. Just to remind everybody, if you want to call in and join the yes, conversation, call us. the phone number is 877-480-4120. Yeah. If you know us and you need to leave Rob or I, let us call us. Let us know. We'll do it publicly. That's right. You know, <laughs> we, we can have this conversation in public. I'm a big boy. This is no problem. Um, yeah. So, you know, let's talk about that person who may be in a situation where they've been comfortable in a relationship in a way, but they're very uncomfortable staying in it. And maybe yeah. they're having trouble trouble actually walking out the door you know maybe they they don't feel safe anymore or maybe they never felt safe in the relationship maybe they felt like they couldn't be themselves or maybe their needs and wants have never really been met and all of a sudden they're waking up to the fact that wait i i can have more yeah you know and maybe they're just having trouble having the courage to make that change you know maybe even to to maybe not end the relationship, but separate, you know, take some distance, you know, um, I had a client when I first met her, one of the first things that we did, a goal was to, she was in a really bad marriage and the goal was to get her into the guest room. Mm, so she was just like a step, literally yeah. a step. So she, yeah, exactly. Oh, that is so cute. So she was oh. sleeping in the same bed with this husband she hated and he treated her horribly, just a terrible marriage for her. And I'm like, do you have a guest room? She's like, yeah. I'm like, why don't you start sleeping in <laughs> wow. that bed? And she's like, that's a good idea. And that was the beginning of the end of their relationship. Oh, wow. So it could be that easy. Yeah. Little baby steps. Yeah. It happens also, you know, now I'm thinking about, I'm likening this to um, professional situations. There have been plenty of times where I've had jobs that I was not aligned with, and it is a relationship. It's a relationship you're in with yourself, obviously, with your, you know, with your job, with the money you're making, with the title you have, with the cachet that comes with it. And, you know, um, one of my very first jobs out of college, I was so unhappy. I didn't know myself. I wasn't 
clear on you know what it was not that I know now what I want to be when I grow up but that's mm. a separate story um, and I remember how difficult and I didn't have much at stake then yeah. it was a very easy thing to leave on paper I was so terrified and I remember the day I marched myself in and I said to my boss that I'm leaving and I'm going to go pursue something else and I was shaking and crying because it was still such an uncomfortable thing you know cut to a more recent job in my, you know, grown ass adult life, um, which again on paper was amazing mm. on many, many levels. And I was so unhappy and I did not have the, you know, I thought about it all the time. I almost couldn't even admit that I was unhappy almost as if that wasn't permissible by people around me because, mm. you know, to the outside world, it all looked really good. Mm. And it wasn't until my job got eliminated and, you know, nature forced my hand that I had to leave. My ego hated that at the time. But now in retrospect, I mean, from an emotional, psychological, spiritual perspective, best thing that could have ever happened. If only I had had the gumption to do it on my own and listen to my inner voice. I didn't give myself permission to do that. Well, and like we were talking about, when you get really uncomfortable, that's usually that's the when, time. when we make a change. And mm-hmm. the other thing is the joy factor, you know, measure the joy factor, you know, is the relationship still bringing you joy? Are you laughing? Are you having fun together? Or is the person always criticizing you and really putting you down and making you feel worthless? You know, like that's something to pay attention to. I'll tell you something that brings me a lot of joy. Yeah, what else brings you joy? That is our sponsor, NYCVideoAuditions.com. Your so, segues rock. Thank you very much. So here's the thing. Let's say that you're an actor, you're a singer in New York City, and you need to have an audition videotaped, and you just don't want to do it on your iPhone anymore. It just looks cheap. It doesn't look professional enough. Well, that's what NYCVideoAuditions.com is for. Whether you're going to audition for a film, a TV show, theater production, whatever it is, NYCVideoAuditions.com is the place to go. You're going to look and sound great. Your audition is usually sent to you within an hour. And, uh, yeah, we recommend them. NYCVideoAuditions.com. Check them out. We'll be right back. And we are very giggly tonight. Am I getting, am I coming back too early? <laughs> am I coming back too early? I missed my, I missed my cue. Welcome back. Callie, everybody. just to let you know, we're on the air. <laughs> I'm still practicing. Yeah, that's I got right. distracted. That's right. Um, welcome back everybody to the Robin Callie show. We are talking about when it's time to leave how you know when to walk out of a relationship or situation and when it's time to stay and do a little bit more work and how to know the difference. If you'd like to join the conversation, please call us at 877-480-4120. This topic, you know, we've talked already about romance, obviously, um, a little bit about um, work and just that situation. I don't know if you wanted to add anything to that. I've had really crappy jobs and eventually (laughs) I wasn't having fun at and I left. There you go. Thank you and good night. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, that is definitely, especially because there's so much practicality involved with all of these, you know, and there's people involved, there's money involved, there's households involved, there's your job security involved. I mean, there's so many factors, Hmm. head versus heart conundrum on all, you know, on all sides. Hmm. The other example, I think, is when it comes to friendships. Yeah. Right. And just, um, again, when, when to walk, when your hand sort of gets forced, you know, I've talked about this a few times recently. There's two friends very near and dear to me that I'm still sad about. 
lot and I still miss um, both of whom I or significant parts of my life and both of whom I parted ways with not by my own doing in my mind I feel like I did as much as I could Mm. to play out whatever the issue was to talk about it to invite a conversation Mm. Um, but then you can only go to the 50 yard line you can't cross over it right or I guess well maybe that's not the greatest analogy because I'm not a sports person Um, but somebody needs to meet you and if they can't you can't control that to me that's another time to walk just to protect your heart you know or whatever's left of it in that situation um so that's just yeah i think it really again i think uh, relationships deserve as much work and honor and good intention and effort as you can before you're so exhausted mm. and so overwrought with just over trying and wasting time that you only you know what that what that moment is yeah what that again the line of demarcation is right between trying too hard and trying too little right right and you bring up i think such an important point callie which is it takes two people to have a relationship no matter what kind of relationship it is it has to be sort of an equal partnership in the relationship where there's a give and take, where there's an open form for communication, where there's not just blame on one side and the other person's guilt free. It has to be a two way street. Always. You know? And it's so important. And especially about meeting in the middle, because there are times where you have to agree to disagree. And um, I think it's it's I'm just so glad you brought that up because it is very important that if you're not in a relationship where you feel like you have an equal voice, then that's a sign that it may not be a really good relationship for you. That's a really important point too, right? If there's some sort of a power struggle or one person's feeling controlled by the other or you don't feel like you're being heard, you're right, that's a really great barometer. You know, I want to go back, I want to flash back just real quickly to the work thing. I don't want to belabor it, but mm-hmm. that's also a, a different kind of situation because you're not necessarily choosing your boss or choosing your work surroundings. Maybe on some cosmic level we are, but let's mm-hmm. just say for the earthly you know, sake of earthly conversation, we're not. Mm-hmm. So that dynamic is a little bit different that said you know I'm citing like the example of where I didn't really have the you know the the bravery or courage to go and maybe deal with my issue or try to make it better because I didn't feel safe I didn't feel like I had the right person to go to to you know that would have my back to maybe change my situation or make it better yeah and that amount of the pain just built up even more because I felt so isolated in my situation yeah. So the idea of having, you know, two people for better, or at least two, just the idea of a re- of being in relationship with whatever your situation is, mm-hmm. is integral. And I think that's part of life where, you know, I, I, I used to not have a great friend picker and I'd pick the wrong friends or I'd pick the wrong, wrong relationships. Yeah. And I, you know, I've gotten better. I have a better picker and especially my <laughs> friends. Yeah. And my, Sorry. I, yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's right, Callie, where's your mind tonight? So, but yeah, and it's like I just choose better relationships in my life in general. You know, I better self-esteem than I did in my early 20s and I know what resonates with me and, you know, I have people in my life that I can communicate with and have a conversation with and it may be a tough conversation, but they stand still, they have it and we move on, you know? I think for me, um, I've had a mentor relationship in my life And it was in my early 20s. I just started on my spiritual path and I was going to a spiritual center and I met this guy who became like a teacher sort of and a mentor. And they say when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And I wanted to learn a lot about a spiritual way of life and having a different way of life than I'd had before. 
and this was like an older guy and he became kind of a big brother father figure to me and it turned out that he was a really crazy guy mm-hmm. and I, I didn't know it mm-hmm. and so the beginning of the relationship was like he was intro- introducing me to his friends and people that he knew and it seemed like he was very successful in life and he knew a lot about spirituality he could teach me a lot and I could learn and I was also at a very lost point in my life and I was really depressed at that time and I was really trying to find my way after college because I graduated into a recession I was like a waiter out of college I was the only job I could get because of the economy yeah and um as it turned out you know I was like I don't know, friends with this guy for like five years and it had to get really bad where like the police were getting involved at the end because he's beating up his girlfriend. And I was like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. You know, and I had no idea that I was in this relationship. And even though it was just a friendship kind of mentoring thing, it was really dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. And this guy was psychotic and he had a temper and uh, he was a rageaholic. And this guy's like a sociopath, typical, like charismatic guy, you know, really could, you know, speak this, you know, talk the talk, but didn't walk the walk and I didn't know any better I really didn't I grew up like a sheltered kid in the suburbs I wasn't very street smart and I got to tell you something I learned a lot a lot of street smarts through that and the good thing about it is that it's helped me be a really good friend it better than I ever was even before and it's made me a really good coach because I know what unsafe looks like. I know what dysfunctional looks like. I know what a person who's not looking out for my best needs when he's trying to mentor me looks like. And so when I coach people or when I'm friends with people, I've learned what not to do. And I, I try and focus on, you know, completely the opposite. But I have to tell you something. It had to get really painful and yeah. scary at the end for me to wake up and be like, I got to get out of here and leave. And I did. And I'm guessing you probably knew, as most people do in most of the scenarios that we're talking about tonight, way earlier than the day that you actually did part ways, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's you know I think about even like um, people that say on the as they're walking down the aisle they know they shouldn't be f- getting into this relationship. Yeah, yeah. You know, or I when I um, took that job I was only doing it out of fear because I hadn't worked in a while, which again very understandable. Or in the situation that you just mentioned, you know, I, um, all the time that goes by, I think that. pardon me, I think a big part of this too is just knowing, um, just being again very honest with yourself because it's so easy, especially in intimate relationships of all of these varieties to get so hypersensitized and entangled with the person or persons or work situation or office or job culture or whatever that you don't even have an objective perspective. But the inner voice, the little man is always knocking. I firmly believe that or at least 99.9% of the time yeah and it's just the uh, to me i think the first step is to acknowledge him or her in there and listen and give it some space to actually you know i i remember like the the in all the scenarios we've talked about tonight the day where i woke up and allowed myself to say this is not cool this doesn't feel right this person's not suited for me yeah the situation is not working for me it's not aligned with my soul yeah that was a huge step yeah you know, yeah. the day that you recognized that this person wasn't um, a healthy influence on you. Yeah. Um, that to me is the first step. And then from there, it's what do I do with it? Yeah. Yeah. And in that situation, you know, I I, I would like to think of myself as a pretty strong guy. You know, at times I, I feel like, you know, I, I like to stand up to bullies. I, I don't like to see people in positions where they're being hurt or abused. 
Um, but in that particular situation, in the beginning, when he started to, you know, lose his temper about something and blame me, it's like, it's not that I wasn't strong. I just was really vulnerable and insecure. And I just didn't have, I'm trying to think of the words, but I just didn't have the growth in me as a soul to be like, what the fuck am I doing? I got to get out of here. And so I got talked into staying or talked into Mm -hmm. being friends with him or talked into hanging out with a group of guys. And, and it's like, eventually it got so bad. I was like, no, he's wrong. Like this is just wrong. And it was everything within my soul telling me that. And in the beginning I kind of ignored it, like you said, and then eventually I couldn't help but pay attention to it and honor that part of me. So I think if we're going to work backwards from there, I think often um, a lot of times we find these people, situations, relationships that are not healthy. They're coming into our life for a reason. Yeah. And we're pulling them in for a reason. And yeah. often it is because we're in a vulnerable place or a place where we're not whole on our own yet. And we find people to hold up mirrors for the stuff we need to heal. Yeah. And so if we can look at things that might not be the most um, healthy scenarios or where you're feeling troubled or uncomfortable or agitated or not honored or whatever it might mm-hmm. be, look at it as an opportunity really to look at some stuff that might be going on for you. And this person just happens to be dropped in your path at this time in your life. doesn't mean it's the healthy one for you. It doesn't mean it's what you're supposed to end up doing for your career for eternity, but it means that right now these are lessons that I need to learn and look at it, you know, sort of as, like I said, an opportunity. Well, and I think I went through that so I could help other people. You know, I wouldn't be able to be on the air tonight talking about this and wanting to talk to that person that may be in a, in a, that person that may be in an abusive relationship or in a relationship they're having trouble leaving and say, you can leave. Right. Like you can really go to the door, open it up and walk out. Always. You don't have to stay. And especially if anyone is in an abusive relationship or if they're unsafe, please just get out of there. Just take care of yourself. You can sort it out later. Yeah, definitely to that extreme. And even taking it down a few notches. If you're not happy, if your soul is not feeling honored, if you feel like you're not being your best self, if you're not being yourself, if you feel limited by the way, you know, those are all signs that maybe it's time to to change it up. Yeah. You know, I think it really is important to remember as airy-fairy as it sounds, it is our birthright as human beings to have joy and happiness and feel inner peace. Yeah. We're not here to suffer I really believe that that's not the intention yeah and it's like you know just the takeaway I think from the show you know just to end it is really just pay attention to the vibe yes you know how is the vibe in the relationship do you feel good or do you not feel good and if you don't again you can make adjustments and you can leave so with that, this is the end of another episode of The Robin Callie Show. If you want to learn more about us, we're on social media everywhere, The Robin Callie Show. We're on social media everywhere, thanks to Rob. He always says, you know, I mean, I'm going to thank you for that because I still don't even know what social media is. Yeah, that's right. And uh, um, if you want to get a life coaching session with me, you can go to robk.com. That's K-A-Y-E.com. <laughs> Someone clarified that, that we needed to say that last week, so thank you to that person. That's right. And if you'd like to learn more about me, I'm at callialpert.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Take care, y'all.